0: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show and welcome to National Epilepsy Awareness Month. And you all know I am living with epilepsy and I am not ashamed. I'm living with epilepsy. Epilepsy is just part of who I am. And please remember, 1985, I had a seizure at a movie theater and hit the floor so hard. I fractured my skull, had an intracranial brain hemorrhage, and life-saving brain surgery. And that's when I found out oh, you're living with epilepsy. It had been misdiagnosed. I want to tell you why. Everyone thinks when you have epilepsy, you have a convulsion. Not true. More people have other types of seizures than a convulsion because they're complex partial, absence, temporal lobe. I could go on and on. But good for you to know. Good for you to know 1 in 26 people will have epilepsy in their lifetime. So because of all of that, one seizure, one night, the rest is history. I started a national company for profit to employ people living with disabilities and now look here, I have this radio show for 20 years. So You just don't know what's going to happen, but whenever something bad happens, there is an alternative. Success can be right around the corner. And hey, special shout out to Yoshiko Dart. Hello, Yoshiko, my friend, wife of and widow of Justin Dart Jr., Uh, and to all of my listeners around the world From Canada to Brazil, 17 countries. I so appreciate it. I've got to emphasize to you how much that means to me. You've got to tell people in your country that speak English to listen to this show because this show gives them value. And then to all my listeners in the United States, oh, my goodness, you're so loyal I've been on the air now 20 years. I have the best listeners. I would put them up against anyone, any day. They are loyal. They care about people with disabilities. You know what I want one of you listeners to do? Yeah, send me an email at jbender at benderconsult.com to make an appearance on my radio show, JBender at BenderConsult.com. Whether you're listening live or on demand, and so you well know, the show is on demand on Spotify, VoiceAmerica.com, of course, BenderConsult.com, Apple, and really almost all social venues. Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on Voice America dot com. Then I have to thank mark What a great company. What a great company. They have been with me as a supporter for years. They are the lead sponsor. Now I have a couple new sponsors that I'll be talking about that are coming our way. Um, but thank you. Thank you. mark well wow. Yes. What? It is It is not often that I have a high school student freshman as the key guest on my radio show. As a matter of fact, in 20 years, this is the first time. And boy, if you knew Logan in person, you would realize why and how awesome he is. He is just a rock star. Uh, So, welcome to the show, Logan Ewald. Hi, Joyce. How are you? I am great, and I am thrilled to have you with us as we celebrate National Epilepsy Awareness Month. So, Logan, we have listeners, as you just heard, around the world. They're always asking me, oh, that person was great. But could you tell me more about them? So why don't you tell everyone where you live, like where you go to school, your, and your family, just a little bit about you.
2: Yeah. So I live in Whitehall, Pennsylvania, and I live with my parents and my younger sister. And then we also have a dog, and I go to Baldwin High School.
1: Most important, we've got to know, type of dog and name of dog. So her name is
2: Luna, and she's a husky.
1: Oh, I love Siberian huskies. Oh, they are so beautiful. You, Luna will soon like the weather as it gets cold. Oh, yeah. The colder, the better for a husky. So, mm-hmm. Logan, like, like me, you live with epilepsy. Uh, when did you find out, and how did you find out?
2: So I was diagnosed in third grade around January, 2018, and I had just begun playing basketball then. And I was dribbling a ball across the court during warmups and I just stopped and the ball just dropped and started like rolling away from me and I wasn't moving. So that's how my parents really like realized that something was wrong. And then my When I was in classes, my teachers didn't even know I was having seizures.
1: They didn't know. They didn't know while you were in class. See what I mean, folks, about not everyone has a convulsion. Tell me, when you found out, Logan, that you had epilepsy, how did you feel?
2: Well, I was scared because I didn't really, like, know what it was at the time, and I didn't know, like, what was going to happen,
1: Well, your parents were also probably afraid, but I know who helped you. I know some organization, the Epilepsy Association of Western and Central PA with CEO Peggy Beam and Colleen Fulkerson in charge of special events and many other uh, staff members. But how how did uh, Peggy and her staff help you?
2: So they've given me multiple opportunities to basically spread my, like, story around and raise awareness about epilepsy and, like, break those, like, stereotypes that people think of when you hear the word epilepsy. And they've just given us, like, so much information. It's been incredible.
1: Yeah, they are incredible. Epilepsy Association of Western and Central EA. E-A-W-C-P, E-A-W-C-P. I will get you the rest of it in one memento. But while we're waiting, hey, how about if you talk to everyone about the type of seizure that you have and what happens when you do have it?
2: Yeah, so I have absent seizures, which means it looks it doesn't really look like what you'd think a seizure looks like uh, It just looks I'm like zoning out and I'm staring into space. but when I do have them, I don't remember what happened before the seizure or like where I am or what I was doing.
1: yeah, when that happens, do you know that it happened?
2: No, usually someone would tell me that like something happened, but I wouldn't know personally that like something happened.
1: No, so when whenever it's over, you don't know anything happened? Yeah. Wow, isn't that something? Hey, the Epilepsy Association of Western and Central PA, uh, a private not-for-profit service, is at www.eawcp.org. E-A-W-C-P dot O-R-G. Go there today and make a donation to help young people like Logan deal with things that happen in life. I want to tell you all, all my listeners, about Absatz seizures. So this happens to people where they look as if they're just staring you know, for a few seconds or a minute, whatever it is. And do you know there have been students where the teacher said, stop daydreaming, stop daydreaming, stop staring. They do not understand that the person is having a seizure. So for any educators listening to the show or parents, they both need, they all, you need to educate the teachers. They need to understand. I'm not kidding you. I've had so many young people. Um, and not just that. Wait. Do you know that in skilled nursing, there have been people steering off that are uh, labeled as having dementia, and they don't? So, you know, you really need to be educated about this. You really do. I don't know. How long does this last with you, Logan?
2: So the seizures last from, like, a minute to a minute and 30 seconds. But, yeah, that's about, like, the time range of them.
1: Yeah, well, do you see what I mean? There can be a young person in class with this, and I know students this happened to, that are reprimanded because they think they are staring, daydreaming. Please, please make sure you know what you're talking about it's hard enough for a young person dealing with stigma we don't need educators to add to that and with that hey we're going to get ready to go to break if you just joined us we are talking to logan uwalt a freshman right here in pittsburgh pennsylvania Living with Epilepsy, Speaking Out, Speaking Up for National Epilepsy Awareness Month. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Logan.
3: Streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voice america.com are you currently receiving ssdi or ssi and wanting to work Did you know there is a free social security program called Ticket to Work to help you try work without risking your benefits? My Employment Options is an authorized SSA employment network specializing in work at home and local job placement in 47 states. Our clients receive a personal counselor to help find the best job fit and a staff certified benefits counselor for help with Ticket to Work protections. Ready to try working? Apply for free job placement help at myemploymentoptions.com. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show and happy National Epilepsy Awareness Month and I am one of those 1 in 26 people living with epilepsy and hear me now, I am not ashamed of living with epilepsy and if you are living with epilepsy, you should not be ashamed either. So Logan, I have a question for you now when you first were diagnosed and you got back to school, uh, but even with your friends and family, how did everyone react at the beginning?
2: At the beginning, everyone was extremely supportive, like close friends and family were all extremely supportive and almost immediately after getting diagnosed, the Epilepsy Association had gotten in touch with us and had given us so much information. So everyone has been extremely supportive of the whole thing.
1: And did you feel as if people treated you differently or the same? Um,
2: Some of the people that didn't really know me as well did treated me like, or like some of the people that didn't know what epilepsy really was, would joke about it and like make fun of me for it. But I've, like, spread awareness and taught them that, like, it's not okay to, like, assume that it's this whole big thing with, like, convulsions and everybody has them.
1: Oh, Logan. Every time I hear that someone made fun of a young person like you, oh, that sends me. This is why I tell everyone, hey, if anyone tells you, You're weird, you're ugly, you're stupid. I don't care what it is. You know what you do? You get out the invisible remote control and you change the station. That is your brain station. You don't listen. You say, ah, changing the station. I don't have time to listen to you because I know how awesome I am. And don't forget that I told you that. Um, Well, Logan, you know, from when I met you, I have been so impressed with you, so impressed. Uh, Well, first of all, you're just so delightful and so kind uh, and just such a nice young man. And um, I wondered, wow, what gave him the confidence and strength to talk about, just like me, to talk about epilepsy and not be ashamed.
2: So, when I was first diagnosed, I would, when I first went back to school, the school was, the school had no idea that epilepsy was even like a thing and that it existed. So, for, we had these movie days and the school would show movies with epilepsy warnings. And I had been yelled at for putting my head down during fire drills and they wouldn't follow my 504 plan. So all of that really motivated me to like change things within like the school district and just raise awareness.
1: Well, who do you think gave you this confidence you have?
2: Um, definitely my parents have they've really like taught me to, that I can change stuff and I can make stuff better
1: yeah they seem like really great parents to me so um, getting back to what you were just talking about why do you put your head down when so the alarm when goes
2: the fires When the fire drills go off at school, um, there are like lights on the walls that would flash and the whole school would just turn into like a rave and flashing lights are one of my like triggers for having a seizure. So I, one, one of the times that a fire drill happened, I put my head down as I was walking out and I was reprimanded for it. And I was basically yelled at for trying to not have a seizure.
1: Did you all hear that? I mean, you know what? Shame on teachers. Shame on them. That do not ask or take time to say why. Shame on you. Um, I, I mean, that's just absolutely, completely terrible. So what Logan was saying, yes, there are people that flashing lights trigger a seizure of some type. So that is why when I, it doesn't with me, but I can't take a chance. So if I go to a movie or something and there are flashing lights, or if I go somewhere and they have strobe lights, you know, I won't look because I don't want to take a chance if it's setting something off with me. I'm very blessed that, you know, over the past decade, Well, wait a minute. Other than when I had some seizure activity about six years ago, other than that, I have not had a seizure. When I say not like that, you know, I would fall down and be unconscious. I would not have a convulsion, and that's why my epilepsy was misdiagnosed. But just so you know, a flashing fire alarm, strobe lights anything like that can't set off a seizure such as what logan just talked about a moment ago and you know what remember how that all happened with pinball machines and a lot of young people started having seizures i mean you really you really have to understand There are so many different types of seizures. So I understand. How did you know that, Logan? Had this happened to you before? How did you know flashing lights would cause you to have uh, a seizure? So basically when I
2: was like, well, before you get diagnosed, you go under like testing to see if you, like what causes it, if you have it. So the first time I did it, they would have you lay down and then they'd have you close your eyes and then they'd put like a strobe light above your head and they'd shine it and then that caused, and then I had seizures during that. And then also another another cause of my seizures is hyperventilating, which is breathing too much and they'd give you a pinwheel and they'd have you blow into it and I was having so many seizures that they had to stop the test early.
1: Wow. That's interesting. I don't think I've heard of that type of seizure. And again, do they last the same time, like a minute to a minute and a half? Yeah.
2: Yeah, some, some of them even just lasted like 10 seconds.
1: Okay, so for everyone that knows, though, should the person have a tonic-clonic seizure, which when you think of it, you're thinking of the term grand mal, remember, turn their head to a side with something beneath it so they don't choke on their own saliva, put something under their head, a pillow, whatever is available so they're not hitting their head back and forth. Of course, if this is the first time you've seen this person have a seizure, then you call 911. Do not put your finger in their mouth or a stick or anything. Don't do that. That's an old wives tale, and you're just going to cause more problems or hurt yourself. Don't do it and don't try to like move the person around or pick them up and when they do come to, Don't be freaked out because that only makes it worse. So remember, if it's the first time you've seen it, you call 911. Don't move them around, head to the side, pillow beneath, and don't stick anything in their mouth. And sadly, I know a lot of you still do that, but that is not going to help. That will not help. Uh, and if you want to know more information about, if you're listening, thinking, wow, I didn't know this, I want to know more about this. Remember, E-A-W-C-P O-R-G, Epilepsy Association of Western and Central Pennsylvania, and they will be more than happy to help you. Also, if you go to their website, you know, there's tons of information good for you to know and if you're an educator listening to the show because if you don't know anything about this you too will not understand why someone has their head down or just staring and can't talk which some people when they have a complex partial seizure that's what they do or some repetitive movement where they are nonstop uh maybe Pulling at a button on their shirt or whatever, they are having a complex partial seizure, or if they walk around and look as if they're in a drunken stupor. I was at one event where the person just kept like running around in circles, but you could tell by his face he didn't know what was going on. And lucky I was there because someone was going to grab him and I said, Wait, he's having a seizure. Wait to see what happens. So remember, EAWCP.org. And remember, there are a lot of people that live with epilepsy, like Danny Glover. And in history, like Charles Dickens, like Vincent van Gogh. No, no, no. What a surprise. Dickens is my favorite author. But of course, I didn't know that when I started reading uh, his books. But there are a lot of people out there living with epilepsy. Actually, there are 3 million, 3 million people or more living with epilepsy. And with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just tuned in, we are talking to Logan Ewald from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Freshman in school talking about living with epilepsy. What an awesome young man he is. This is Joyce Bender, America's voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Logan.
3: America is on LinkedIn connect with us today at Highmark. We believe what makes us different makes us better. Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills, which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American association of people with disabilities as a 2014 disability equality index, best place to work so we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit highmark.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show, and happy National Epilepsy Awareness Month. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Logan Uwalt. He is a freshman in high school living with epilepsy, and this young man I met, and he's like a disability advocate, and I told him, well, I'm not going to let you out of my sight Uh, Because I think Perry will agree, he is a wonderful young man. Uh, And with that, my favorite thing news on the half hour with our news anchor, Perry Jude Radisick, CEO of Disability Rights Pennsylvania. Welcome, Perry, with the news. Joyce, thank
5: you, and uh, I appreciate this, and I really appreciate Logan. Uh, So here's uh, the news. In September, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced the proposed rule that would update and strengthen prohibitions against discrimination based on disability for those programs or activities receiving federal funds. Now, for all of us disability advocates, We know this as Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. Now, Section 504 applies to any recipient of federal funds from any federal agency. So what about Health and Human Services? So their proposed rule only applied to Health and Human Services and was focused on ensuring people with disabilities are not subjected to discrimination while accessing health and human services-funded programs by HHS. Really important, that distinction there. It's not housing and urban development. It's just health and human services. Now, Joyce, our community has documented so many forms of discrimination and inaccessible access to health care and human services. And not only that, then came along the COVID-19 pandemic that just exacerbated that ableism and really uh, put a spotlight on the denial of medical treatment, inaccessible websites, the inaccessibility of so many pieces of medical equipment, and other failures of our healthcare system. But here's the good news. HHS has taken a look at Section 504 and is proposing many amendments to the regulations. But here are some key areas for us to know. One, it would ensure that medical treatment decisions are not based on bias or stereotypes about people with disabilities. We saw that during the COVID-19 pandemic. It also would clarify obligations for providers for web, mobile, and kiosk accessibility. It would establish enforceable standards for accessible medical equipment, and we have been waiting for that for a very long time. It also would clarify obligations to provide services in the most integrated setting appropriate to the needs of uh, people with disabilities. So we know advocacy matters. So while HHS has concluded its public comment period on the proposed rules, it's important that we monitor the release of the final rule, so we can all better understand our rights when accessing health and human services. So for more information, I always send you to disabilityrightspa.org. That's our website. If you go to disabilityrightspa.org, click on, well, on the home page, click on today's Advocacy matter segment about halfway down the page. Here's what you're going to find. You're going to find a fact sheet from HHS on their proposed rule, which summarizes all of their uh, proposed rule. If you want to read the whole rule, i got a link to the whole rule. It'll take you to the Federal Register document that uh, covers the entire proposed rule by HHS. And then I also take you to HHS's Office of Civil Rights. That's where you file a complaint related to 504 and trouble accessing any uh, program or service funded by Health and Human uh, Services. So, Joyce, this was really important that Health and Human Services step out there and amend their proposed rule. It hadn't been amended since 1977. So this is really important to the disability community.
1: Okay, so the only thing I'm worried about there, Harry. Is enforcement, because you know, yeah. President Obama proposed new rules for uh, Section Five Hundred Three of the Rehab Act, which is employment, uh, and I have not seen enforcement because you know very well that if one or two large corporations would be part of a lawsuit, oh things would change when it comes to employment. So what do you think about this? How, how do you think, yeah. do you think this will be enforced? Well, I think
5: enforcement happens from a couple of different places. One, um, if, if after this rule comes out, and we first we have to file complaints with the Office of Civil Rights, once we understand what our, our, our rights are under the uh, under the new rule, we have an obligation to file our complaints with the Office of Civil Rights. If we don't want to do the Office of Civil Rights, you could call one of the protection and advocacy systems. There's one of us in every state and territory. We do legally-based um, advocacy on the basis of disability. Call us, and we can help uh, related to your rights. And then we would hope that the Justice Department would find it a priority to um, do the enforcement of civil rights here. So there's really three places. File your own complaint with the Office of Civil Rights, call your Protection and Advocacy Agency, and then there's the Justice Department.
1: So uh, how do they do that again? How do they get in touch with a Protection and Advocacy Group Yes, to find the
5: protection and advocacy agency in your state, we mostly go by Disability Rights Pennsylvania Disability Rights California. Go to ndrn. dot That's NDRN.org. dot That stands for the National Disability Rights Network, and on their homepage. There is a map you can click on or have a drop-down box to click on any state, and you will find our contact information for every state and territory um, from the drop-down box or the map.
1: All right. Well, Perry, thank you so much, and keep us surprised of what's going on. I will, Joyce. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Perry. Well, back to our awesome guest, Logan you, Walt. Hey Logan You started to talk About what happened to you uh, At school Can we talk about that again?
2: Yeah absolutely In more detail Yeah so um, it School has been A really hard fight Because It's basically a cycle That is repeated every year With them not following like the 504 that we put in place and them showing movies with lights and epilepsy warnings, and that even this year they had a dance, our homecoming dance had, uh, it was inside the gym and there was, and it was basically like a whole bunch of flashing lights. So it was like really hard.
1: Wow, that's terrible. Well, what did you do about this, Logan? What did you do about this uh, when you saw you weren't getting anywhere? What did you do about it at the school?
2: So we've basically been like more, like we've fought more and more each year. So it's it's gradually getting better, but it's not like at that 100% point yet.
1: No. Well, didn't you and your family uh, go to Baldwin and go to the Epilepsy Association of Western and Central PA and do something about this? Didn't you go get them to do training or something? Oh, yes, we did. Um, that was, I was in
2: fourth grade when we did that, and we had somebody come in from the Epilepsy Association, and they did. Meetings and trainings with staff, and then I got to help her present on to like all the kids about how epilepsy can affect everyone in their daily lives.
1: Do you know how awesome that is that you did that? See, I want you to learn something from this young man. Here he is, a freshman in high school and already an advocate. He didn't sit back. He did something about it. And since then, he's like the educator or advocate for epilepsy. Remember, don't complain. Do something. Good for you, Logan. I'm proud of you. Um, and I say we need to go to break for what's happening at Bender. I think we have Gerald on the line. Gerald, are you with us?
4: I am here, Joyce. Thank you for having me call on, and Logan, thank you for being a great example for how awesome you can be as a person living with epilepsy.
1: Yeah, thank you. I mean, Gerald, can you believe he's in a freshman in high school?
4: Not with how amazing he is. No, I cannot. And you are are going to be
1: a disability rights
4: leader in America one day
1: yep I can see him going to the White House uh, as a disability rights leader and Gerald I think you'll agree with me we need more young leaders that, become, that go into the disability advocacy world we need more young people uh, behind all the other leaders that did so much do you agree with that
4: Yes, I do. Yep. So if you're out there and you're listening to this show and you're hearing what a great example
1: Wilkins has set, you can do it too. Just stand up. That's right. So Gerald homie, our manager of talent programs at Bender Consulting Services, what news do you have us for us today? Well, as you could guess
4: I'm going to talk about our vendor virtual career fair, which is happening. I when? did.
1: I did. guess. I did. And it's hopefully, I'm right.
4: Yep. So tomorrow we are hosting a virtual career fair for people with disabilities to connect with employers all across the U.S. This is a great opportunity if you're looking for work. We got so many great employers from our friends over at Bristol Myers Squibb to Wells. Fargo, big sponsor for the event, federal agencies, a lot of other companies. It's going to be really exciting. We've already got over 900 candidates signed up for this event, and I know we're going to break that 1,000 mark before the end of the day based on how quickly it's been climbing. And it's going to be just a great chance for people with disabilities to find jobs and a great chance for employers to find talented individuals with disabilities looking for work. So if you want to learn more about this fair and you want to find candidates with disabilities or you want to look for a job and learn about career opportunities at companies that want to include people with disabilities, go to benderconsultcom slash careers slash virtual dash career dash fair.
1: What is that again, Gerald?
4: That's BenderConsult.com slash careers slash virtual dash career dash fair.
1: Okay, now, if you're living with a disability and you or someone you know are seeking employment, you understand this is free. No charge to you. And yet, there are federal agencies Uh, Wells Fargo is the lead sponsor. You are going to get a chance to be interviewed by these companies. No fee, just you and them directly. So, one last time, Gerald. Where do they go?
4: VendorConsult.com slash careers slash virtual dash career dash fair Learn about our job fair, which, by the way, was the first—at least that I'm aware of—fully accessible virtual career fair that was ever out there, in partnership with Career
1: Eco. How about that, Gerald? I'm sorry I forgot to ask you. What time? What time is it? What is the time for the uh, career fair? Uh, it is, I believe, eight to
4: six. Might be nine to six, but it's all day. And so all day long you'll be connecting with employers. Employers booths may vary depending on the um, the company. So but all day long we'll be talking to kids and we'll be there. Come say hi to me and the rest of my amazing recruitment
1: team in the of Booth. All right. Well, thank you, Gerald. Thanks for calling in and lead on, Gerald. Thank you, Joyce. Lead on no matter what. That's right. Well, speaking of leading on, Mr. Ewalt, you spoke at the Mardi Gras, the fundraiser in Pittsburgh for the Epilepsy Association, a black tie tuxedo dinner with 800 people there, and there you are. You get up in front of everyone and give a speech, and by the way, it was a great speech, Um, and you had a surprise for Colleen Fulkerson that you brought up front. Can you tell everyone what that was and what it was like for you speaking at the Mardi Gras? Yeah,
2: so I was very honored to speak at the gala, and it was a lot of fun, and everyone made me feel so comfortable, and... They were very supportive, but I raised—I had raised before the gala. I had raised eighteen hundred and thirty dollars to give back to the foundation. And after I gave my speech, I had surprised Colleen with it.
1: Oh, she was overwhelmed. Tell them the amount you gave that you that you don't that you got on your own. One
2: thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars.
1: Can you believe that, everyone? This young man raised that on his own, and oh, were we thrilled and surprised when he walked up and gave this to Colleen Fulkerson, our special events uh, leader, and the person that handles the whole Mardi Gras. Uh, Logan, that was so nice of you. You made her day, let me say. You made yeah, her do it. Day. Was...
2: Yeah, it definitely was a great thing.
1: Now, Logan, there, unlike you, there are many young people living with epilepsy who are bullied uh, brutally. You know, like having a tonic-clonic or grand mal seizure on the hallway at school. Or uh, people that don't want you overnight at their house because you have epilepsy. Or people that make fun of you uh, on Facebook or TikTok or wherever. Uh, what advice do you have for them?
2: I The advice I have for them is to be yourself and do, never be ashamed that you have epilepsy. And keep pushing and take the time to educate the people who are bullies and all of this will make you stronger in the end.
1: That is so true. I want to tell all of you and Logan, I'm going to ask you to go there and make a statement. We have on Facebook a page called the Bender Lead On Page and the Bender Lead On Page is dedicated to high school students and leaders of, that support children or youth with disabilities. But the thing is, there are many young people with disabilities that go to that page that would give anything to talk to another person about what they're going through. So, Logan, you go today, Bender Lead On page on Facebook, and you make a statement about what it meant to you to be on this radio show and that same advice that you just said.
2: Yeah, I definitely will do that.
1: Okay, so Logan, you know, I am just so impressed with you. Someone gave you the, uh, what shall I say, get up and go to do what you're doing. So um, who is your role model?
2: So, my parents are definitely, like, my role models. And then I also have another one, Justin Fields. He's the Chicago Bears quarterback for the NFL. And he has epilepsy. And he's not ashamed to share his story. And I would love to actually, like, play football, too. He's definitely, like,
1: an inspiration. So, what... He's with, who is he with again? The Chicago Bears. And he is the quarterback? Yeah. Okay. So what does he say? What 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 does he just talk about that he has epilepsy? What does he do?
2: Yeah, he definitely spreads awareness, and he talks about it a lot. And he, yeah, he talks about it. He spreads awareness. He, yeah.
1: Well, you know what? Kudos to him. We'll have to get him on this show because we've had Alan Fanica, Hall of Fame Pittsburgh Steeler, who also lives with epilepsy. And when Alan was on, he's saying that he is not ashamed and it never interfered with him playing in the NFL. We'll have to get him next on. And when we get him on, Logan, I'll be calling you to join on that show. Thank you. Of course. So, Logan, what message do you have for our listeners today?
2: My message is to never give up and just keep pushing. And that epilepsy has given me so many opportunities. And... It has really given me purpose to, like, help others and educate other people and just, like, make everything better. And I'm proud of my epilepsy.
1: Oh, my God. You are, you are so awesome, Logan. You are so awesome. Uh, you watch this man. You watch this young man. You watch what he accomplishes. Uh, and, Logan, thank you so much for everything you're doing for people who live with epilepsy and especially young people living with epilepsy. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: Well, everyone, if you were listening to the show and you're thinking, oh, I wish I could share this with someone. Oh, but you can. Go to Spotify. Go to BenderConsult.com, go to VoiceAmerica.com, really almost all uh, social media venues, and you can share this show with someone else or tell them how to go listen to this show. We end every show with a quote, and today that quote has to be from the author of the Americans with disabilities act former congressman Tony Quello who lives with epilepsy and what does he say he says epilepsy is just part of who i am this is joyce bender america's voice where disability matters at voice of america Dot com. We look forward to talking to you next week as we continue to celebrate National Epilepsy Awareness Month. And in the words of Mary Brocker, when you go out today, remember, choose joy.